0: Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to time travel? <laughs> I have. I've, th- I've thought about it a lot, and I've thought about how, you know, what it would be like to travel back in time to even places like Nazi Germany, believe it or not, uh, and see what the church um, was doing during that time, how the church reacted to. Nazi crackdowns uh, and book burnings and and the, and the how about even going to the start of the USSR even and, and see why so many were in favor of revising history and, and taking away of personal rights and freedoms. I just think it'd be really interesting to see uh, what it was like during that time and what was the thinking during that time. Uh, since I'm not a time traveler, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's only two options for me and and I number one uh, I have to travel to some of these places now and talk to individuals there uh, that were even during some of those times and I know the farther you go back in history the the, the less likely you are to to uh, talk to those that that lived there uh, during that time or number two uh, I can read about them in, in books and on, and online um, what was so disturbing when it came to revising history and, and book burning was that people no longer had the choice in what they read or understood about history or opposing ideas. The government was the arbiter of truth. And and the government told you what was true and what was not true and 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 what was not true according to them. What, what that was, that was dangerous and that was harmful. And, You could not be allowed to to think such things. You might not even be allowed to exist at all. I remember uh, even during USSR times, there there were times when you just simply were erased from history. I mean, everything about you was was, was erased as if you didn't exist. Uh, Diversity of thought was bad. (laughs) Monolithic thought was good. And it was the government's job to protect you and not allow anyone but them to communicate with you. For, for your own good, of course, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, dissenting ideas were very dangerous to them. And, that, and, and, and they were very dangerous that not, not only did, did the material need to be burned, it was so dangerous. The material needed to be burned and destroy, people destroyed. The, the person had to be destroyed. And that person with the opposing ideas and comments was public enemy number one. You may say that, that we could never have this kind of thing today. Well, you're wrong. It, it may not be coming totally from like a government type of perspective uh, today. Like it was back then But the overall cancel culture Leftist mentality Certainly is alive and well today uh, They are trying to accomplish the Much of what the, the very same things Today That those opposing governments did back then And if not allowed To continue uh, it, it will have the same Devastating effect on our country And I truly believe that Cancel culture tries to cancel things that are so bad that no one should be allowed to read, see, or hear them. If conservatives don't like something, let's say like, I don't know, movies, uh, like maybe the movie Cuties, uh, which the, the movie on Netflix that so many say that, that sexualizes young girls, uh, if, if we don't like it, we are told that we should just not watch it, Right? But on the other hand, if there is something that that's offensive that offends just one less uh, leftist in this entire country, then, you know, we're told to totally, you know, scrub that thing from existence. Why why override my personal rights just because you are offended or have a different opinion? Should I should I not have the right to watch or to listen or to read what i want do i do i not have the right to even be wrong in what i say or or, or what i do if i am banned from reading something that may even be offensive or wrong is is that not censorship if I, if i'm not allowed to say what i want which is of course freedom of speech then how are we to communicate Communication is key to a free and thriving society. So with with all of that in mind, we've just seen here just recently six books by the iconic children's author Dr. Seuss will cease publication after the publishing company said they contain stereotypes that are considered hurtful and wrong in the modern age. In a statement released uh, last Tuesday, the author's birthday, believe it or not, uh, Penguin Random House Dr. Seuss Enterprises announced that it would stop publishing these books. And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, and Mr. Elgate's Pool, Now I haven't read that one, Um, read most of these, the titles... On, um, on Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, and Cat's Quizzer will uh, also be, uh, see, will also cease publication and will no longer be licensed to even any third parties. Meaning, secondhand copies sold by resellers may be the only way you get to read these, and that's a shame. Declaring its uh, support for messages of hope inspiration inclusion and friendship the company said that dr seuss books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong ending the sales of the books is only part of the broader plan they said to ensure dr seuss enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families the statement concluded the company further told associated press that it. Made the decision after listening to teachers, academics, and specialists in the field as part of our review. They said and that's definitely uh, part of their problem right there. But uh, in my opinion, but uh, uh, you know, some on social media uh, were quick to voice protests at the decision, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, comparing those uh, responsible for real-world Grinches from uh, Dr. Seuss's book, "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." You may ha- uh, have to realize the people running this Dr. Seuss organization probably hate him, and that's usually how it is. Commented one of the uh, artists on Twitter, claiming that they announced it on his birthday despite him. So obviously, you know this group, this is, this um, Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Uh, is not uh, not all in supportive of everything that he did, uh, and and we we see that this has creeped into other areas as well. Virginia's Loudoun County Public Schools recently criticized the celebration of Dr. Seuss, uh, declaring, "Quote: As we become more culturally responsive and racially conscious, are all building leaders?" should know that in recent years there has been research revealing racial undertones in the books written and the illustrations drawn by dr seuss man it is unclear whether dr seuss enterprises will stop with just the six canceled books or if it'll go even further given that other works by the author including the wildly popular cat in a hat have also been criticized as having racial undertones so so you may ask. I mean, what is so offensive about Dr. Seuss? I mean, there I I would challenge you to be to find someone who has been offended by Dr. Seuss. I mean, I, I don't think there's anyone out there that has ever read a Dr. Seuss book and come away going, "Wow, that was offensive." So what is so offensive? Well, this is what they say and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street mentions a character who is described as Chinese, has two lines for eyes, carries chopsticks and a bowl of rice, and wears traditional Japanese style shoes, according to NPR. Oh man, how is that offensive? How is that that offensive? It's not. There isn't a single person out there that would say that that's offensive. I, I would challenge you if you if you find that offensive, I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear why you think that's offensive. I, they also say that that if I ran the zoo has two male characters who are quote said to be from Africa unquote <laughs> and are shown shirtless, shoeless, and wearing grass skirts as they carry exotic animals. I mean this is this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. There's nothing offensive about that. The nothing, absolutely nothing offensive about that. I mean, number one, cartoons are stereotypical. That, that's, that's what they are. They show stereotypical things, characters of of real people. So so I I come across this article by Christy Clark in The Daily Wire, and she added this. For more than 20 years, March 2nd has been recognized as Reading Across America Day in honor of Dr. Seuss's birthday. The Reading uh, Recognition Day was founded by the National Education Association, the nation's largest labor union, in 1998, so really not that old. And this year's theme get this this year's theme is Create and Celebrate Diversity. <laughs> Oh, you you just can't make this stuff up, right? The theme is create and celebrate diversity, and yet we're shutting down things we don't like. Okay. Learning for Justice is a left-wing educators group and is demanding that Dr. Seuss be canceled. Learning for Justice was formerly known as Teaching Tolerance, which has promoted racial views on teaching social justice, and racial justice to students as young as five years old. Learning for Justice is the education arm of the left-wing Southern Poverty Law Center, which absolutely is no shocker whatsoever, right? I mean, you didn't see that one coming. Uh, In a magazine article entitled, It's Time to Talk About Dr. Seuss, Learning for Justice cites A study from the St. Catherine University that claims Dr. Seuss's children's literature is rife with Orientalism, anti-blackness, and white supremacy. Okay. (laughs) So, this is the, quote, research, unquote, that they're talking about. That some study from some place called St. Catherine's University said that when they looked at and surveyed 50 of Dr. Seuss's books, that they concluded that there is not enough diversity in the children's books. Not enough diversity, many of which were written in the 1950s. (laughs) Article goes on, of the 2240, so that's 2,240 identified human characters, There are 45 of color, representing 2% of the total number of human characters, the study reads. Of the 45 characters of color, 43 exhibited behaviors of appearances that align with harmful stereotypes, such as orientalist tropes. I mean, come on. So, since only 2% of his caricatures are are of, of color that instead of 18% or whatever the actual number is in our country, then obviously Dr. Seuss is harmful to read, right? The learning for justice alleges that many of the non-white characters in Dr. Seuss's books were men. Uh-oh, they were men. And were subservient to the white characters in the book. Wow. So, I mean... Again, remembering that many of these books were written in the 1950s, okay? And we're going to take these out, the, and, and we're going to, these books, we're going to line them up with today's values. And if they don't line up with today's values, then what happens? Then we're going to cancel them. We're going to stop publication, and we're not going to allow people to read them because they're harmful and wrong. Now, this is modern-day book-burning. That's what this is, okay? The the article goes on to say that it's also noted, uh, it's also important to note that each of the non-white characters is male and that they are all represented in, um, in subsurient-type uh, roles, dehumanizing roles, uh, and especially in relation to white characters, it says. Uh, "This, <sighs> Alright. Let, let's continue. Learning for Justice claims that everyone who defends Dr. Seuss... Now, listen to this, okay? Because this is important. Learning for Justice claims that everyone who defends Dr. Seuss problematic and his problematic work is a racial apologist and is making excuses for why bigotry doesn't matter all right so here's what i've been talking about on a number of different podcasts lately all right so you have somebody who is offended here okay you have somebody well okay i i'll even go as far as to say they're not even offended but what they what they are saying is that that they've taken this the, these books they've targeted something dr seuss in this case and it could be anybody but this is, where, this is where they're at right now. And they've targeted doc, the Dr. Seuss books, books that, that were designed to help children want to read more. I mean, this, is, this was his goal, is that children would want to read. And it has worked for a number of years. They're fun books, whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult, these are fun books to read. We have a number of them here at our house. And they've they've targeted these things and said, oh, well, these have to be offensive. Well, we can't find anybody who's been offended, but they've got to be offensive because he drew lines for eyes on some of the characters. And if you say, that is absolutely out of your mind ridiculous, then what do they say? Oh, well, if you defend Dr. Seuss then you are a racist and you're making excuses for bigotry and why bigotry doesn't matter. You see, you cannot disagree. Communication is cut off. There is no debate. If you don't agree with them, it does, then, then we're done. You're bad. You're out. You're canceled. The education group also tells teachers to directly discuss Dr. Seuss' racist past. (laughs) Teachers were asked to explain to students how racism shows up in places uh, and people that they may least expect. So if you don't even think that somebody might be racist, well, that's the person you should be looking at. That's what the education group is telling the teachers you can uh, address these arguments directly discussing the degree to which cultural norms uh, excuse biases language or actions uh, how harmful stereotypical representation can be and whether and how a person can make up for hurtful mistakes so obviously this is ridiculous but the other thing that 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 was brought up. And I heard this point and it just made such sense to me. It, just, it was almost like one of those, these light bulb moments for me. And I wanted to, to, to discuss this with you. In Genesis, Genesis 11, 1 through 9, is the story of the Tower of Babel. And let me read you just a little bit of the story of the Tower of Babel. And it says here in verse 1 of, of chapter 11, it says, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had bricks for stones and bitumen for mortar. And then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And so the story goes on. Obviously, they've, they've learned how to make brick, and they uh, and they're really proud of themselves here. And they make the bricks, and they and and they're really full of of, of pride, and 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 they they want to make a name for themselves. They 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 don't. They want to do it themselves. They don't want anything, uh, to, uh, any help from God. And in verse seven, it says, "Come, let us go down there, confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech." Is what the Lord is saying here. Verse eight says, "So for the Lord dispersed them from there over the face from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel." Because there, the Lord confused the language of all uh, all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. You see, this, this is a good example, in my estimation, of how a society cannot grow when it cannot communicate. And cancel culture is limiting the way that we communicate by canceling the words that we say, the things we watch and read, and even the things we believe this cannot last long before there is a devastating repercussion for our nation no longer do we burn books but the result is entirely the same leftists are not satisfied with not just burning books themselves they they have to make sure that no one else can buy or read them either i have heard a number of people that say that dr seuss books yeah, uh, it, it, this this thing is not canceling the Dr. Seuss books. There are some of the some of his books that you can still read. You can still buy them, but that's obviously missing the point entirely. You know, he he brought everything back, all the food for the feast, and he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. Now that in itself probably offends. Those who, I don't know, members of PETA, let's say. Uh, How about this one? Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. That's obviously a quote from the Grinch. And I'm sure that's offensive to many non-Christians, because it's talking about Christmas. You see this this is what this cancel culture type of mentality that we are fostering here in our society is definitely going to have devastating impact because what is it's not just taking out or canceling those things that they believe are bad it's not just taking out things that are well, obviously, racist, or or what, what, whatever the case may be, sexist, or orientalist, or, or what, whatever whatever cause that they want to go after. It's not just that. What it is, is it is a it is a a squelching of communication. And when we can't communicate, just like the Tower of Babel, okay, they couldn't communicate. God changed the way that they that they that they communicated with each other and different people had di- different languages and it put an end to that society even though they wanted it so badly and the same thing is happening today we cannot say certain words without quote offending other people there's certain things that you're not supposed to do Or else that marks you as racist. And if you disagree with anything that they say on the left side, then you are part of the problem. You may not even know you're part of the problem, but you are part of the problem and when we can't discuss and when we can't have disagreements it's okay to disagree with one another it's okay that i can have conservative values and it's okay that you can have liberal values and it's great if we can talk with each other it's wonderful when we can sit down and have a discussion it's wonderful even in 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 a debate scenario where we can go back and forth and we can present our side of things that's wonderful there's nothing wrong with good communication that has a positive effect. But when you squelch communication and when you shut it down, that's when things start to boil. That's when things start to build. And that's when a society will deteriorate. It can no longer move forward when there is no communication. And that's what's happening here. Things are being canceled. Things are being squelched. Things are being silenced. And that is wrong. We can no longer make we can no longer have book burning modern day we can no longer do this type of thing there is no reason why these books need to no longer be published there is no reason that we need to be canceling these books and 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 it's not just just Dr Seuss i mean there is a number of different areas where this is happening i'm just bringing this up as one example of this cancel culture Type of mentality, and this is wrong and it's destructive in itself. You may agree, you may disagree. I would love to hear from you on it, and you can always go to our website. We have a website where you can communicate with us directly. It's uncommon dot and you can go there and and directly communicate with us. We would love to hear from you. You can always go on to you know Facebook, Instagram, that type of thing as well. But uh, but please. Uh, just, it, again, it, you may not even agree with me. I would love to hear that dissenting voice. And that is UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you for listening.